with the advent this morning, uh, Brother Joy kind of wanted us to follow his lead this morning, so we're going to keep going that way. Light this candle for him and Katrina. Candles represent prayer, preparation, hope, and love in Jesus Christ. I want to thank everybody for the opportunity this morning to come and to share God's Word. It, it, it's definitely a, a privilege. Uh, I never thought I would be here, but God got that time. Uh, just want to start this morning. I don't. I don't want to start. Sharing God's word without prayer. So just let's go to prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We just want to, we want to love on you this morning and thank you for the almightiness that you have to create this this earth for us to be a part of and to be able to look out and to see your fingerprint upon everything from the grass, the dirt, the grass, the trees. Everything has its perfect place. It has its perfect reason. And I pray that today that you will help us to find our place in your kingdom. Because, Lord, that's why we're here. We're here to lift you up. We're here to glorify you today. And we want to love on you. And thank you so much for all that you do for us. And, Father, we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> first thing I want to do this morning, I'm going I'm to go along with uh, I'm gonna be in John 1, 6 through 9. I have quite a bit this morning, I think, so... We'll get right on into it. John 1 and 6 through 9. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light, which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. John had an acute understanding of who God is. John drew many people out of the darkness and into the light. The Holy Spirit was with him with such great power that many people thought John might be that light. But John was not the light. He was only a witness to the light. John came for one purpose, to turn others toward the light. He came to turn others toward the true light. Everything John was about, everything John did, everything John said, was to turn people away from himself and toward the light. John was all about the light. People are living in darkness, but look, there in the distance, coming our way, is the true light that gives light to everyone. Today, we understand that John's testimony is for us also. We, too, look to the light, and that light is none other than Jesus Christ, our Lord. Did you catch that? John has an acute understanding of who God is. Do you have an understanding of who God is? Is the question we need to present to ourselves today. Because you see, without a correct understanding of who God is, it makes it just might near impossible to live for God. It's one of the most important things that we can understand as a Christian, is who God is. And understand our purpose in the kingdom. Our purpose is to witness and encourage others to follow Jesus Christ. Do you ever just sit and think about what it would be like when we're able to see God face to face? What a glorious time that will be. 
I often sit and think about that to see my Savior, my Creator face to face. It's going to be a glorious time. And also, I just want to tell you this morning that Jesus loves you. He loves you more than anything in this world. He came and he died a horrific death for us, each and every one of us. And we also need to give that thought regularly, might near daily, because that gives us a clear understanding of the love that he has for us and that we're supposed to have towards others. You know, he came and the whole time that he was on this earth, he knew what his purpose was. But yet he, he kept going towards it. Put ourselves in his shoes. If we knew that we was going to be crucified and beaten and hanged from a cross, we would do everything that we could do to prevent that from happening. We would try to take out whoever was going to put us there, first and foremost. We sure wouldn't try to win others to Christ. But that's God's way. That's the love that he has for you. And I just want to place that thought in your mind today. <clears throat> so, and he did all of that so that we might be saved. He gave us a free will. It's our choice. And so many times we don't take advantage of that choice. But we need to. But we need to understand, as it states in Romans, I'm getting a lot of feedback, brother, um, 10 and 9, that if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. It's an easy plan. We make it complicated. If we will only believe. But you see, belief is trusting. And we as humans, we have a hard time doing that. But it's not impossible. But once we do that, and we accept the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, this is not where it, where it stops. This is where it begins. Just as it states... In 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? See, the Lord has given everyone a measure of faith. Your faith can be in the wrong thing. And it's sad to say, most Christians' faith it isn't the wrong thing. That's why they struggle and they fight against the ways of the Lord so much. And, and did you catch that, that last part? Except you be reprobates. Reprobates means unapproved or rejected. Look, faith is obedience. Examine yourselves daily and see if you be in the faith. And that, that obedience that, it's speaking of, that I'm speaking of there. It's obedience to God's word and his way. There's only one way to salvation. And so many people are trying to teach there's many ways to God. No, there's only one way to God. And you will follow that way or you will not make it. I did a little survey over the Thanksgiving holiday. I asked several people the question. If I was to ask you to go over and to witness to someone, most of you would say, oh, I don't know enough about the scripture to do that. Or you'd say, well, I need to know a little bit about them. Uh, but you see, sharing Scripture is not the only way to witness. Although we do need to learn Scripture, or at least know how to find, find it to prove the truths that we're speaking of are there. 
What about our lifestyle? The way we talk, the way we carry ourselves, the way we stand for truth, and always making our decisions based on the Word of God. Do you stand for the truths of God over friendship? Let me give you this little illustration. If you're at work and a co-worker just totally de- destroys something, the boss comes by and asks you, what happened? You know, do you know what happened? Most will say, ah, oh, I don't know. I, although you've seen it, you just disobeyed God's word. You just went against God. It's that simple. It's that easy. That's how easy that our not doing God things God's way will happen. What, uh, like I say, what about our lifestyle, the way we carry ourselves and, and uh, all of that? So I have used this metaphor time and time again and will continue because I know it to be true. We tell people all day long that we are a believer, but you see, until they see it, they will never believe you. You'll never convince them of it. We as believers are the only Bible most people ever read, and we are held to a higher standard. But this is not a bad thing or a hard thing. If we understand that we must line our lives up with the Word of God, you see, if we are determined to live for God, we must understand that we are being watched by the saved and the unsaved. So this should make us more determined to be Christ-like in all situations so that we can be the witness for Christ that we should be. We will do, as it says in James 1 and 21, if we are determined. And this is what the Word says. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted Word, which is able to save your soul. It plainly states right there, if we do not learn to apply God's Word to our lives, there's a chance that we won't make it. As in James 1 and 22 But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Do you really understand what these verses are saying? If you are not living out the great truths that you understand, you come to church to hear week after week, you're deceiving yourselves. Did you catch that, that the part that you understand? You read the word and you continue in God's word and the little bit that you understand, you grab a hold to it, and you begin to apply it to your lives. Then you begin to see victory. We have because if we're not, if we're coming to church and we're hearing the word and we're not applying it to our lives, we have this little sin over here that we like or whatever it may be. You actually are tying the hands of the Holy Spirit. He cannot work in your life the way that He wants to. He's there for guidance. He's there for help. And he's there to always lead you to Jesus Christ in his ways, not our ways. We have to understand that. And, and until we get rid of that sin, whatever it may be, you're going to continue to struggle. You're going to continue to straddle that fence. You can't straddle that fence. The word tells us to either be hot or cold. If not, he's going to spew you out of his mouth. So he's talking to believers. This is real. And, and this is something that we have to learn to live. You can't just hear it, just listen to it. There's a difference, listening and hearing and allowing it to go to your heart and into your soul and your mind. Think about it. Meditate on it. Because if you don't, you're going to struggle. It, it, Christian, the Lord wants our life as Christians to be joyful, to be happy, 
and to continuously live for him. But so many times people, they want to do what their friends are doing. Look, the word tells us to come out from among them and be you separate. Don't mean we can't be friends with them. It's just we don't partake of the same things that they partake of. That will win that person. Sooner or later, it may take years, but that person will eventually either cut the friendship off or they will begin to ask questions about the Word of God. That's when the Holy Spirit will use you to save another soul. That's our whole purpose, people. We're here, we become Christians to live for God, not just so we can go to heaven. We do that to draw others. That's the whole point. Or are you coming to church to hear the word of God, his great truths, so you can apply more of it to your life? Should be your life a living testimony to lead others to Jesus Christ? It should be, and I pray that it is. Church is not all about us. It's all about Jesus Christ. You cannot even know yourselves without knowing God. I believe this to be a great truth, because when I was lost and undone, it seemed I was always chasing after something that would define who I was. But all those things always left me feeling empty, lost, and totally different than others. But when I figured out that Jesus Christ, who defined me and made me whole, and he made me who I was wanting to be all along, then life changed for the better not saying that I don't have struggles and difficulties in my life, because I do. But there's a protection there when we're applying God's word to our lives. And to receive that protection, we have to follow his plan. His plan is what's going to see us through. And, and it's a great thing because the struggles that I had before I come to Christ was devastating. I mean, they was destructive. They would wipe me out. But the struggles I have with Jesus Christ is just stretching me. It's changing me to be used by him. And I'm not saying he's going to make us all to be preachers or teachers, but he is making you to be a witness. That's the whole point. We're to witness and encourage and lift people up and let them see the joy that the Lord has put in our soul. That's the most important thing that you can ever receive is the joy of the Lord. And that's what every one of you in this place wants. If you're struggling back and forth, I'm telling you, friend, shuck that sin, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is. Cut it off and watch what the Lord will do. Man, he'll put joy in your soul that's unspeakable. The Bible is the road map that leads us to the straight and narrow. And he loves us so much He even went a step further and sent the Holy Spirit to help us. The least we can do is apply the word to our life. Matthew 6 and 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Did you catch that? Seek ye first the kingdom. What leads us to the kingdom, what shows us, is the Bible. And his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. His, his way and his righteousness. Then he begins to push us forward and lift us up and show us what it's all about. Second Timothy 2 and 15. Study the shame, rightly dividing the word of truth. Church living for God takes deliberate action on our part. 
It cannot be done without learning who God is. And when we learn to do the what to do, the scripture teaches us our conscience is clear. We begin to live out the word of God in our lives. And everyone that knows us sees that we're not the same person that we used to be. You act different, you talk different, you go to different places. And this is the power of God. It's, it's a glorious thing when, when God steps in into your life and you begin to spend time with God. It literally changes your life for the better. And, and it's so simple. It's so simple. All we have to do is read. The points that we understand, highlight them in your Bible because I promise you there will be a day that you come back and you read. You're going to know more about that chapter than you did before. And that's going to jump off the page to you. And you're going, you're going to begin to praise God right there and thank him, Lord, you've been there all along. You've been helping me all along. All I have to do is pay attention. He's there. He wants to anchor you down, but he wants to prepare you for service. I believe when we get to heaven, we're not going to go there and just sit down. We're going to go there and we're going to cry, holy, holy is he that sits on the throne. There's going to be work to be done there. I mean, he put Adam and Eve in the garden to tend to it. I mean, we'll have glorified bodies. We won't have to eat, but eating is a pleasure. We'll be able to eat there and not get big as a house. I mean, really. It's a joy. It's, God wants us to enjoy everything that he's provided. But we tie the hands of the Holy Spirit. We have to learn to live what we're learning here. And joy does a great job every week. But you have to pay attention. Let it go past your eardrums. Let it go into your mind and into your heart. When it goes into your heart, God changes things because the Holy Spirit just fills you up and it runs over. People around you, we was talking to Sunday school this morning, people know that you've been with the Lord because of the changes that they see. They know who you used to be and they see who you are now. That makes them want it. That makes them start asking questions. So it's, just, it's all about the Lord, people. Don't, don't get wrapped up in ourselves. Let, let's lift up Jesus. So like Joy says all the time, people don't see us. They see the Lord. It's a great thing. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Are you in Christ? Has the Lord really made changes in your life that you know? If not, get it right before you leave here today. All he wants you to do is bring it to him. He wants to take care of it. He wants to meet your every need. I feel, no, I know, that this is the most important thing that I can ever share with you is the object of your faith. What is the object? It is Christ, Jesus Christ and him crucified. The sacrifice that he made makes the entire salvation plan possible. He, his shed blood, that timely thing that could pay the sin debt that had to be paid. And at that time, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, wherever it was, at church, in your car, at home, because the Lord can touch you anywhere, and you can receive him anywhere. It don't have to be at church. It don't have to be at the altar. And at that point, your faith was in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. 
whether you knew it or not at that point, which you most likely did not know at that point in time. You just knew that Jesus, that you was a sinner in need of a Savior. And you believe with your whole heart that Jesus Christ was the answer. And he saved your soul from a devil's hell at that point. Now I would like to prove it to you in the word of God. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. He overcomes sin and death at Calvary. And that's where you received Jesus Christ, was at the foot of the cross, wherever it might have been. But you see, there's power there. He wants to give you power to overcome the lust of your flesh. And it can be done. We just have to learn to read God's word and pray God's word back to him. Because God will always honor his word without fail. And in Colossians 2 and 6, As ye therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, in his finished work. Did you catch that? As ye therefore have received Christ, when the Lord pricked your soul, he convicted your soul, and you recognized that you was a sinner in need of a Savior, you knew without the shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was the only one that could take those sins away. And you came and you surrendered, wherever that was. For me, it was at an altar. I surrendered to the Lord, and it, I knew it was him. There was no doubt in my mind that God was calling me to save my soul. So therefore, that faith that I placed in him at that point, it, clear, it clearly tells us, walk ye in him. Keep your faith there and what he did at Calvary. So many times we want to take our faith and we want to put it in other places in what we can do and how we can do it. It's not about us, it's about the Lord. Our faith must be in Jesus Christ and him crucified and it should it remain there. That finished work, it paid the sin debt. Why would we want to change it? This is a point that is not being preached so many times, but why would you change it to anything else? If you knew, and you know that the Lord saved your soul and the changes that's been made in your life, why would you want to put it anywhere else? But we do. The devil tries to the tourists and, and get us over here working, trying to earn something to our salvation. God don't work on a point system. He works on a surrender system. When you make yourself available to God, then he works. And so many times we have to be down here falling on our face and crying like a baby before we get it. We're so broken and, and we're at the end of our rope We've gone as far as we can go with whatever it is we're dealing with. But when you surrender, have you ever noticed how the Lord picks you up? He dusts you off, and those problems seem to diminish. Why don't we go to him first? Save ourselves a lot of heartache, a lot of trouble. <clears throat> Second uh, Colossians 2 and 7. 
rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And, and rooted in him, put down roots in what the Lord's in the word of God. That's what it's, that's what it's stating. Put roots there. And watch what he'll do. Built up in him. Be used by him. Established in the faith. As you've been taught. Look church. Faith is obedience. To God's way. His word. Every step of faith we take. Must line up with the word of God. And if your faith is right. And if you learn enough of the word. You don't just, well, I think this, and you step out here and do it. If God didn't send you to do that, you're going to fall flat of your faith. Faith always lines up with God's Word. And so many people want to, oh, the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that. You know, if if the Lord sent me to, to give a word to my mother, like Joyce taught you over and over again, and I know it to be that's why I'm sharing it today. He's already going to be done dealing with her. She's already going to know. All I'm doing is confirming what the Lord said. That's how he works. When I was putting this message together, church, I, I shared this with my wife yesterday. <clears throat> it broke my heart, and I hope that I can get through it without breaking my heart today. But Brother Joy told me, you've got three verses. First John 6 through 9. Man, how in the world am I going to preach for 30 to 45 minutes on three verses? That's impossible. He laughed at me. No, it's not. That's what you got. All right. I started putting this message together. And guys, I encourage every one of you, find some preachers to listen to during the day. Man, get rid of the world. Come out from among them and be separate. Listen to God's Word daily. But anyway... All the guys that I like to listen to, I've got about four that I listen to every day, and I love it. I love God's Word. I have, I have literally fell in love with what this Word says because I'm, I'm learning it to be true. It's happening in my life. But all of my guys was preaching on the witness and faith and the love of Jesus Christ. It's amazing when you see God just laying out what you have to do. It's amazing, and it just... I've cried about it, I've jumped up and down, and I praise the Lord for it. Because when you see God, that's what we all want. We want to see God working in our lives, but you have to pay attention. Because he's not going to scream at you. He gives you a free will, and this is our biggest downfall. But he wants you to make the choice to follow him. He's not going to make you follow him. It's your choice. And when our will surrenders and finds his will, Things happen in your life. It's, it's totally amazing. Church, it's my last verse. It may be a little quick, I don't know, but it's all well and good. Revelations 1 and 3. Blessed is he. And we all want the blessings of God. And here it is. I'm going to show you how to get them. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the word of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. 
This is the, one of the most important things I can share with you. It, it plainly tells you right there. Read it. Read the word of this prophecy. This is prophecy. This word is prophecy. You know, people think prophecy is, is the, the work of a prophet. But it's not. The word is prophecy. So, it's all laid out there for us, for us to follow. So it's so important for us to come and, and not just hear the word, but receive it. All the things that are written therein. Church, my last statement for today. Grace is God's ability. Faith is man's responsibility. Learn where to place your faith. Trust in the word of God. Spend time with him daily. Love on him. Thank him for the things that you know he's changed in your life. That's your testimony. Things that you know he's changed. Share it with somebody. Love on somebody. Ask them to church. We're not to preach it down their throat. We're to let them stand back and watch. Because when God gets in you, people's going to know. There's no doubt about it. They're going to know. So I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to come and share God's word with you this morning. And I want to close with prayer. Um, if, if you have a need and you, you want to uh, come down and pray, man, I'd love to pray with you this morning because God's here. He's been here all morning. And he wants to change your life. He wants to help you. Miss Penny, if y'all want to come. Uh, like I said, I want to close with prayer. I want to remember Brother Joy and Sister Katrina. They are uh, getting pretty close to getting ready to get on the plane and fly back. I want to uh, just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to come to you. I want to continue to love on you this morning. And thank you so much for what you've done in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing here at this church. And, and I just want to ask travel protection over my brother and my sister. I thank you so much for giving them the opportunity to go and to enjoy themselves together. And I thank you for able to leave, brother. He's on vacation, but he's still reaching out to souls. I learned this morning that he was able to lead someone in Jamaica to you. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that new sister in the Lord. And Father, I just pray that you'll continue to help us and continue to lead us and help us always to understand that we cannot even walk without you holding our hand. I thank you for that opportunity, Father. It's a true blessing to live for you and to be one of your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thought I could build on life's sinking sand, but I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. 
mountains too high and the valleys too wide down on my knees I learn to stand Lord I can't even walk without you holding my hand I thought I thought I could make it all alone I thought by myself I could be useful to man But I can't even walk without you Without you, oh.